Welcome back, friends, to the Mark Claire Show. It's another Monday. That means it's time for another exciting conversation with your boy, Mark Claire. Before we get into that, you know what else is exciting? This right here, if you're watching on the video. You know what this is? It's my latest two-pound bag of Den Blend Dark from my friend Stephen Fox over at foxandsons.com, the exclusive sponsor of this program. And I love this coffee. I drank a giant jug of this coffee this morning. It is quite literally my favorite coffee. And because it gets delivered to my door every single month, I get $4 off subscriptions because that is what Stephen Fox is offering right now. In addition to that, if you haven't tried it yet, I can offer you another deal, a sampler, if you will. Go pick a bag, a bag or two, pick a couple beans you think you're going to like. As long as it's over $25, you're going to get 18% off that order by using my discount code MCS. That's right, 18% off your order. There is just no excuse. If you enjoy this show, I guess there's an excuse. If you don't drink coffee or know anybody that does, maybe you might have an excuse, but I'm positive you know someone that does. If you don't, your father does, your mom does, your best friend does, someone in your life is a coffee drinker. So you're going to want to check this out either way. And not only do you get to help this show, help a sponsor of this show, you can also help Stephen Fox with his mention of teaching his sons about entrepreneurship, hence the Fox and Sons. So go to foxandsons.com, F-O-X-N-S-O-N-S.com. Use that discount code MCS for 18% off your order. Now, today's show, we're about to get into with my guest, Sean Hibbler, who's done a lot of documentaries about a lot of different subjects, all ones that are exactly not the kind of thing you're supposed to talk about or the things you're supposed to say in the mainstream. And this kind of came off the heels of me doing uh, the Five Lies, Almost Everyone Still Believes episode with Pete Quinones a few weeks ago. One of the lies I mentioned was the moon landing. That was sort of my impetus for the show because Sean has done work far beyond the moon landing, as you're going to hear. Uh, but uh, as you will hear and see, uh, see exclusively on Rockfin. I'll also put this on BitChute and Odyssey. I'm not putting this on YouTube. Uh, we have a 90-minute conversation for you, and you're going to get it all right here, but not on YouTube. This one, we're just not putting it there. Let's just put it that way. So do check out Rockfin Premium if you want the video. The video will only be behind paywalls for this one. So I will still hear the public podcast, but the video of this show only behind the paywalls, either on Patreon or Subscribestar or Rockfin. So to check out those platforms, head over to markclair.com, M-A-R-C-C-L-A-I-R.com for all your options there. That being said, please do enjoy my conversation with Sean Hibbler. With me today, he is a documentary filmmaker who has worked on films like Fluvid 19, The Real Timeline, Entering Neverland, and Level With Me. He is also the host of his own program, The Hibbler Effect. Very pleased to welcome Sean Hibbler. Sean, welcome to my show. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you having me on, man. Sure thing. And I, I, I was giving you the run, rundown beforehand, and I already have the wrong background now. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, Sean, we can start wherever it makes the most sense. I want to kind of get into how you, I guess, really how you first got into your filmmaking, but then uh, kind of wherever in there you started getting into, I don't know, why don't we just call it some of the weird subjects that you get into, some of the stuff that, you know, when you bring it up with normal people, they, they get a little weird about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I started my career in a sense in the sports field. And um, this was, you know, 2013, 2014. Um, I was really getting into sports, video production and, and hype videos and reels and, and all this stuff back in the day. I wanted to like work at ESPN type of vibe, like my goals. And I was working for different little sports companies, you know, like your Bleacher Reports, like not the ESPNs, the smaller ones, doing videos and stuff. And 
in the process, I, I was, my mom passed and I was researching cancer and all this stuff about how she died and went down a bunch of rabbit holes on health on YouTube, learned a lot of stuff. And in the process, a lot of, back when YouTube was awesome, the, the related videos would come up for something similar and it kept popping up. Eric Dubay, 200 proofs, the earth's not a globe. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? Like, I kept like passing it over. Like, uh, the, the, the couple days later I'd see it related video. Like I'm intrigued like, by it. But like, yeah, I don't want to go, I don't want to go there. It might get, like, things might get weird. I know. I'm like, what is this? You know? And like, I couldn't even fathom what it meant. So eventually, obviously I clicked it and I was already awakened to, you know, I already researched nine 11. I already researched, um, Michael Jackson and, and his smear campaign and, and why they did it. And, um, just all the stuff about lying, the news lying, the government lying. I was already aware of a lot of it. Moon landings, fake, all that. And this was like, what is going on? So I started to, to kind of not challenge him when I watched the video. I, a lot of it made sense, but I was like, wait a minute, I'm not going to fall. This rabbit hole seems crazy. I said, let me just go prove the globe. It's really, it should be, it's, it, it was 2014, 2015 then. And I'm just like, you know, in my mind, it's like high def TV has been out for a while. Uh, 4k cameras were around all this stuff. So I'm like, all right, there's definitely for real footage of space by now. I don't look. And at the time I was, you know, probably 30, early thirties. And in my life, I never looked for it, you know, because again, we're taught it at, at five years old. So it's like, by seven years old, you kind of just move on from where you live, right? Because everyone knows. So you don't get taught anything about it ever again. You just see it everywhere and then you just accept it and move on. Um, but once you start to challenge it, once I started to look as an adult, a critical thinking adult, open-minded adult, and again, I didn't go into this to say NASA's BS or the, the Earth's on a globe. I went into it saying, oh, put me out of my misery real quick. Just let me let me watch a few things where I go, oh, that's real. That's, mm -hmm. that's genuine. And I could have moved on, went back to the cancer stuff and whatever else I was going to end up doing. I probably would have stayed in sports at that point. But because of the epiphany and just figuring out everything on my own, I decided to step down from sports completely and just focus on not only where we live to, to educate the world um, in film, and media, but it was more about a lot of other rabbit holes, more to come, you know, one of those feelings where it's like, um, let me just make feature films the rest of my life and not have a nine to five anymore. And it was, it was very risky, of course. Um, a lot of struggles in the beginning, barely eating, barely affording anything. And did you try to do both at any point where you're kind of trying to balance nine to five with that? Or did you kind of just dive right in? It's one of those things where I, you know, I had a job before when I was doing my YouTube videos back in the day, but if you look, those YouTube videos, most of them are, you know, 15, 20 minutes long and people don't know that would take me six to eight months to make those little, those little short videos because of the nine to five. So, uh, I knew realistically in terms of feature films and documentaries, traveling, hotels, rental cars, equipment whatever, you name it, just, the list keeps going, distribution, marketing, all this stuff takes my time, takes money, takes effort. I, I, I can't just work a nine to five and then on Saturdays and Sundays or something, go travel and film and come back, expect to come back and edit for 12 hours each day. And so I'm like, editing is crazy. So editing is like, that's why I have all these neck issues is because I'm always sitting. I'm always in the chair. I'm always 
doing something in terms of a, a film or production. So it, it gets rough and then you got to pay to get this looked at all the time and, and, and dealt with, you can't just write that off. So that becomes a huge, um, uh, expense in itself, which I don't want, but it comes with the price. So it's like, I had to make a decision. And when the lockdown started and I was screaming pandemic since day one, um, I knew that it would be a long haul, that they weren't going to do some, you know, three days to flatten the curve, seven days, seven weeks, seven months. They, I just knew it. whatever it was going to be, it was just going to keep going and keep going. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Because even if I wanted to do both, you know, a lot of the jobs I was into or jobs I, I wanted to do in California while I moved here uh, were for my skills. So they were closed, <laughs> you know, they were locked down. Um, they weren't open there or they had a big fucking bubble over their building and you got to wear eight masks and get PCR tests every day. So I, I was like, I don't, I'm not really going to be able to make, it was like, I have to make, that was a decision to make at that point because it was That's like, not a joke, by the way. Like I lived in LA at that time too. And like, I had friends that were, they had to get PCR tested every single day. They went on to a set every day. So that's not an exaggeration. Every single day. And, um, I'm good. You know, I'm straight. It was, oh, it was hard enough to travel with trying to wear, not wear a mask the whole time. I have my ways. I would give you the advice and it works every time, but it's over. So there's no need, but I, I had many ways, loopholes around wearing a mask in the airport, on the plane. There was ways around it in a sense. It didn't work every time, but it usually did. Um, so that was difficult enough, but either way though, man, it was like, that was the perfect time. It was the smack in the face you know, the kick in the ass I needed because now it was like, there's really no other decision to make to just go all in because, um, it was time I'm already home, right? I, I might as well just start my website, uh, start production of something right away. Right away. I did George Floyd, um, my first film on him, which was called psychological operation. It's a little shorter than an hour. So it's technically it's a short film, but I did that. Uh, in hopes of at least generating some sort of revenue to live off of, right? So I didn't know how to do that. And I was like, you know, I I'm trying to get the truth out. I'm not trying to charge. So what I did was I, I looked at, I started reading a lot of comments on my YouTube videos that were like, where can we donate? Where can we donate? Where can we donate? I used to always just not even reply. Like I never, I always never felt comfortable with even replying to that. I'm like, cause usually the answer was like, I don't know what that, I don't know where, I don't know. You mail me something, I guess. So I, I didn't. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me get a website. Let me get a PayPal set up. Because to me, it was like as awkward as it felt to set that up. I'm not forcing anyone to do that. It's just, an I option, mean, they're practically right? knocking yeah. down your door, you know? I, I, it's one of those things though, where it's like, I felt weird. It still kind of does. I'm just used to it now, but it felt weird in the beginning, super weird where like, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, you know, th is this really what I'm doing? Like, I guess I have to, I don't have any income and I don't have, it's like psychological operation had no marketing. It had no budget really. It had nothing. I just, I made it cause I'm skillful. I can make stuff. So I made it and put it out there and it did okay. You know, I, I made it, I think like a two bucks or something to rent. And it did okay. I, I, I remember paying the rent that month uh, just based on my audience. So I was like, okay, that film paid the rent this month. It's over for next month. It's not like they're going to keep coming in. Um, Got to so make I'm another like, film, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah. So it was one of those things where I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I set something up, feature film, and got people involved and went out of my way and maybe traveled and did stuff, I could put something b bigger together and level 
Lovell was the first one, and Lovell was hard enough because it was hard. I wanted to fly to Bangkok for Eric Dubay. Can't tr- you can't travel during that time without without a bunch of these, you know? So I was like, fuck, where am I traveling? Where I can't go to Mexico to see Santos, Bonacci. I had all these plans, and I'm like, I can't. They're restricting me from even traveling right now. So I had to rely on people to send me footage and send me audio, and I had to do a freaking Skype interview with Santos, and the audio was horrible for that film. And I couldn't control it. That's what sucked. But because of the way I, I sequenced it and, and structured it and put it together, Eric narrated, you know, he's a well-known flat earther in the community and the people that were actually on film footage were well-known and they sent me their stuff and I kind of just did my magic and put the first film together without really directing it necessarily. But I put it together in terms of production, and um, that one is the one where the the community itself, in terms of true the true Earth community, as I call it, they were they jumped on the support, even though it was free on YouTube. I always I'm always gonna make something free, guys. I mean, it's like uh, people call there's half the world calls me crazy for that. They're like, how can you manage a business if you make films and you don't charge? That doesn't. I'm like, oh, I do charge. They're like, oh, but I just saw it on free on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, no, it's free on YouTube too. They're like, well, well, how does that make sense? I'm like, because the truth is free. They're like, well, that's stupid for business. I'm like, yeah, maybe. I'm like, but I'm always gonna be, I'm always gonna do that. So what I do is I just wait 30 days. 30 days, you can go rent it in high def. After 30 days, it's in standard def on my YouTube. It's simple as that because not everybody has five bucks. Not everybody wants support or two bucks, whatever it is. Nobody, not everybody wants to. Uh, can afford to. I, I I think that's bullshit because most of those people, you put a hundred people in a room, they're going to Starbucks. Yeah, they all go to. It's not even about that. Yeah, let's go more specific. You get a hundred of those people in the room, and again, I literally, I mean this. I don't care or mind if all those hundred go. I'm not retting. I'll wait. I'll wait a month. No, I get that. That's that's why I do it. I get it. I get the world that, that we live in. But those people, they want the truth. They support the truth. But do they? Because here's their opportunity to support, and they'd rather wait. But while waiting, they have YouTube Premium, they have Netflix, they have Hulu, they have Spotify. They are literally sucking the teat of Hollywood and mainstream and corporations, not knowing that in the process they're judging a truther that's doing everything on his own. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to support. It's like, well, then who do you support? That's all. You don't have to support me. You don't have to support me or my mission or my films or my traveling or doing anything to make new films and new projects to wake the world up. You don't have to be a part of that. I don't need you to be a part of that because maybe this true world that I'm trying to provide for everybody isn't for you. That's fine. But if it is for you, if it's something that you want, the truth in this world, there's the, the number one way to do that is media, meaning film, meaning videos, okay, content, because that's the world we live in right now. It's not like... A book would do it. A book would have did it 50 years ago. Like I would just be like, I'm writing a book on all this stuff. But like now it's it's videos, it's 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 movies, it's films, right? That's the number one way to 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 really get to somebody. And that's what they have done to us our whole lives. The media, Hollywood, they program us with bullshit, lies, and a web of lies on top of it. It's different because they attach so many to cram into your brain where, you know, and then they put the truth in movies, they slip it in, and then they want you to think that's the fantasy when it's the truth. So they program us with television and movies our whole lives. I'm trying to do the same. Sounds bad. Take it how you want. I'm trying to reprogram the world with true information to, because we've all been used to entertainment, 
flashy films and nice this and nice that. And, and you can't just watch a one hour slideshow on YouTube, right? With some guy talking behind the picture slides or something and expect your whole family or your friends to wake up to that. They need what they got programmed to their whole lives. And that is entertaining, you know, nice films in, in a one, one and a half hour setting where they're sitting down on their couch and they purchase it and they sit and watch because when you rent something, you are more emotionally invested no matter what anyone says. If you're like, hey, it's free on YouTube. Oh yeah, I'll watch it whenever. Then you can like watch 10 minutes while you take a shit. So you never rented a blockbuster movie that you didn't watch, you know? Once you had that <sighs> thing, you're watching it. It's a commitment. Same thing with the video game. And even if the video game sucked from blockbuster because you have it for seven days, you're still going to play it tomorrow. Yep. You're still going to play it again. Like you just... You just wasted money on the rental. Like you might as well see if there's something good about the game, right? So I, I but again, this isn't about money for me. But if I want to do this the rest of my life, if I want to make one or two major films that can wake people up to different topics the rest of my life until the world is back to normal, free everything the way it should be, um, in a sense, meaning free energy, the lost history, that type of environment, which they stole from us. But at the end of the day, if we want our world back to, to being heavenly again, we have to support one another. Um, you know, I support people all the time, so I'm not a hypocrite. I support missions. Uh, when, even when Santos Bonacci started his Secretism Society, I gave a big donation to get that going, man, because I'm about, that's what I want. That's what I want. What's, I want actual, call them colleges, with truth involved, teaching the truth. There's a class on where you live. I think Dave Weiss was doing that for a while. Um, I don't know if he is anymore, but there's a class on on your health. There's a class. On, it's all true information, knowledge, how to you know grounding, grounding, getting getting tuned in with nature again. These that's what the academy was set up for, was for people to come and learn, and they did, and it was a great opportunity for many people to learn uh, stuff. So I knew in the beginning stages that I'm like that's a great idea. So I gave a big donation as much as I could at the time, because if you believe in something, if you really have passion, like this is what I want, I want this, you got to help. <laughs> Nothing's free in life, man. Until we get a world back that money does is not involved anymore, because I'm I'm all about bartering. I'd rather barter. I'd rather literally have the world set up like this, Mark, where everyone has a sign in their yard, and hopefully their yard's ten acres each, because that's what Amer that's what the world deserves each human being at this point. Um, but you got a big sign in your yard, and it tells you your skills that you can offer them. So mine would be, you know, if you need commercials, if you need a, a trailer, if you need a film made, if you need a documentary. So I, you know, Photoshop, I would list all my skills. And then I, on the other side of my sign would be what I need in my home today, this week, this month, you know, if I need uh, whatever, it's like, I need fresh spring water, but I need glass. I'll be picky in glass though. And four companies or not companies but four, you know, people do that and they have the, the band power to do it. And they're like, yeah, I need a commercial. Like, cool. They come over like, how many jugs do you need, man? We need a high def commercial. That's how the world should be. Um, what you need and, and what you can offer. But, you know, they, they tricked everybody into a piece of paper that's worth nothing that controls everybody somehow. Um, but because we live in a system that still has those, um, I also need them, guys, unfortunately. So that's what sucks. But it, it's, it's a, there's a lot of ups and downs running your own company and business, uh, doing everything by yourself. Um, one day I'll get to a point, Mark, where I'll, I'll be able to afford a sound guy and a, and a, you know, a color guy like, Hey, I need the film colored. Like I have to do every single thing and it takes all of my time and all of my energy. Um, 
you know, it sucks because I have family, I have friends and it's like, you know, I have a wife. It's like, um, it, it's, it gets difficult, but they all support me. So but as you grow, you'll be able to. And, and it's like, it's such a huge relief because I edited my own podcast for almost 10 years. And then finally I was like, you know what? I can do this myself, but my, it's like time I don't need to spend. It's, some, it's something someone else can do. So I finally like have an editor that I send my podcast to now because it's just one less thing I got to worry about. Um, so, it, but it's, it's one of those things it's hard to let go too. It, but it's also finding the right person because a reason I was so anal about it before is because I am really anal about the, the sound. I want it to sound a certain way and I just don't trust anybody, but I, I finally do have someone I trust. So, but it takes, it takes time to let go. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it's like with Eddie Bravo. I mean, I produce his show and I know like when he wanted to start his podcast back up, that was probably going to be an issue for him in his head. You know, like who's, you know, like I have to trust him. I, it's like, I don't want someone trying to smear me in my own show or put, take something out. If I asked him, it, it's like, I, I got you, man. And I knew from the get go when he asked, um, me if I would help him out with the show, just even setting up his studio. I'm like, it's coming because he knows I'm not going to do it. He knows I'm going to make him his show look as good as I, as possible. Cause I, I care, you know, and that's my boy. So it's the same thing. You got to trust the person that maybe that's my issue is like, even if I had the funds one day, um, to afford a team or to put a few people together to help me out in the field or anything. Uh, it's still trust. Yeah, I get it. It's like, just thinking about it now, it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta really trust a man. Um, so that gets difficult. May, maybe one day I'll find some people. Um, I just, I'm not real social. I don't go out there to make friends. I, I'm at home trying to wake the world up, uh, one strategy at a time. So it gets difficult, but you know, when I have friends, it's like traveling, basically, like going to film Joe Bauman. Uh, that's my friend. So I'm hanging out with my friend. If I'm going to film Tanner in Texas, it's like, that's my friend. So I'm it's it's two birds, one stone. I'm, I'm working, but I'm also hanging out with my friends. But one day I need a break from just all work and just go out with friends and go do something. It's been a while, man. It really has. All right, Sean. Well, there's there's a ton of directions we can go in because you've covered a bunch of really interesting subjects. But the one you're probably the most known for, and the one that you you've kind of alluded to the most, is the the flat Earth or the the fake space sort of realm. I, I guess you might say. And it's one of these things where, like, I, you know, I did a political podcast for almost ten years, so I intentionally veered away from a lot of the the weirder stuff I believed because I didn't want to sort of sully that brand and, and intermingle it all. But that's why I started the show. So I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. So I'm, I'm willing to go in these directions, but I think for a lot of my audience, I think a lot of them, you know, it's the kind of thing I, I spring, I sprinkled it in here and there. I mentioned the moon landing occasionally. I mentioned, you know, the ISS and some of these fake videos, but for a lot of people watching and listening right now, this is going to be their first like real exposure to, I imagine if they get through this whole show, they're going to, it is going to be their first sort of deeper dive on some of this and on perhaps maybe taking it seriously for the first time. Uh, so where do you think is the best place to start in terms of just what, what opened your eyes the most to look at things differently? Because the place I'm at right now, I don't know. I don't take a, I am a flat earther, I am a this or that. But what I am is someone who can point at things and a lot of things that you've pointed out in your documentaries, which I think you're so skilled at, is just a lot of times you're just showing us what they show us. And But when you put it in the right sort of order and context, you, you your brain just starts to go, oh, this is so obviously fake. So I don't know the truth and I don't claim to, but I, I, I am pretty confident at a lot of things that are faked, which is your, which is what you point out. So for me, that's kind of like the best place to start, but I, I don't know if you have a, a sort of a different take on it. You mean, uh, so what's your question exactly? 
I guess maybe for you, like what was the first thing that took you from, oh, I can't even watch that video to what's the first thing that you saw in there that made your brain start to click and think, okay, this is a realm that I have to go deeper on. This is something I connect. Okay, I'm buying this. Well, for me, man, it was the uh, Antarctic Treaty is is really what got me. I mean, number one, all water's level. That's just scientifically guaranteed. Uh, there's no way to to fight that. There's no way to prove otherwise. All water finds and maintains level. Um, that was a big one because I was like, yeah, I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true. I mean, you you see a lake if you're in a helicopter and you're looking down in a lake. Uh, I'll say a five mile, 10 mile, that's a big lake, a uh, circular lake or something like that in Kansas. I mean, it, the whole thing is flat. The whole, the whole from, from coast to coast, it's flat. And there's land on each side and the horizon on each side of that. And it's like, well, that's all flat. You could put a laser on it. So I, I just understand like a bigger body of water, all of a sudden we're taught, even though we can't see it, can't measure it, can't observe it it starts to curve and bulge and you know and then now it starts going around this giant ball and we're these people are upside down or but everything's spinning and it just never made sense but i'm like okay let me just try to find some proof of curvature and then when i started to see cuz again i'm i'm a i'm a video guy by nature man so again i when i first looked and i saw all the fisheye lenses that NASA was using. I'm like, wait, why are they using all these fisheye lenses? I didn't know they used fisheye lenses cuz again you only see a little highlight clip in a commercial or in a, you know, uh, whatever, uh, social media post that they're promoting or something. So you'll see the best 10 seconds of all that trickery, right? And you're like, oh, that looks cool. That looks real. Yeah, but keep watching. Keep watching. And that's what people don't do. They don't go to NASA's channel and watch, like, for an hour, just sit back and watch. the whole. They don't do that. They really don't. Because if you did do that, you would notice... Um, that there's a lot of fuckery going on, man. And and when I started to see the lens go from here to here to here and then start to bulge, that's a fisheye lens. I mean, it's it's not even like a question. So I go, well, why would they use one of those? If the earth is curved, just go up there with your fucking phone camera and be like, hey, look. And uh, then, then uh, the, the number one thing I started to look for, Mark, was I'm like, okay, I... I I knew the moon landing was a stage, you know, a studio. And I'm like, are they doing, you know, again, I was so new to this at that time when I first started looking and my brain was like, are they doing the same thing with space? And I'm like, no way. I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm like, this is going to be cr a crazy week. I said, but let me just prove the globe. Let me just, let me prove something. I got to see something, right? And I started seeing fish islands, fish islands, fish islands, trickery. You're just searching uh, for videos, you're saying, to try to actually see curvature on video. Yeah, from NASA.gov. I wasn't going to any conspiracy websites. Why would I, you know, it's like, I wasn't, I already saw the Eric Dubay video. It's like, okay, I heard you, but I don't need any of that from here on out. Let me go to NASA and see what they got. NASA's going to bring, NASA's going to reel me right back in, man. They got the good stuff. They man. got the goods. And all I saw was shit and cartoons and things that look like a, a 10 year old made half the time. And some of it look like just from a video game. Like that's, to you want to tell me that that's a, someone with a video camera up there filming or uh, even a mechanical one. And it's like, we're all supposed to be spinning in four directions and everything's just like smooth and silky and like, what the fuck? So again, realistically, I was like, oh, I'm not dumb, dude. I'm like, fuck, they got me. I'm like, no way. I'm like, hold on. 
So I started to like try to re-verify things in my head, like, well, rocket launches. Oh, that that's what it, you know, they're gonna have a camera on the on the in the cockpit of it, and like you they're just gonna enter space and you're gonna see all the space junk, you're gonna see all the satellites, you're gonna see all the planets, you're gonna see comets and meteors and shooting stars, you're gonna see everything up there. POV, come on, it's 2014, whenever it was. I'm like, come on. Nothing. I think we've seen so many movies and like Apollo 13 and things like that too, that over the course of our lives, which is kind of what you're talking about, how they, they put, they put it all in there. Um, that by the time the subject comes up in our minds, we think we've already seen all of this. Like if in my mind, I've already seen all these shots of rockets leaving the earth and all of this. But then when you actually look for it and think about it, you're like, wait, I've never actually seen that. <laughs> like I've seen movies, nope. but I've never seen that. No, and that's the thing. And even the people, the hardest people to get through to are the ones that are like, no, we saw a rocket launch outside of Florida. Mm -hmm. We were 10 miles away, of course. I think it's 10 or 15 or 20. I don't know the law or limit, whatever you want to call it. You can't get that close to a, a launch they're doing. But call it 10 miles. They're 10 miles away. They saw this thing go up. And then disappear. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, well, what just happened? They're like, it went to space. I'm like, it did? It looked like it just kind of went out to the ocean and disappeared. Do you know where it is now? Like, for sure, you know where it is right now? Well, no. I'm like, all right, let's just shut the fuck up. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, why do they only launch them from Florida and Texas to the oceans? Heading towards the Bermuda Triangle, might I add. So it's one of those things where I just started looking at it logically, and I'm like, every category I jumped in. Again, I went to, we just went to rocket launches. I just... I just saw they never went to space. They just leveled out and left and went out of sight. Just like an airplane. You're outside, you see an airplane. I mean, at cruising altitude, you can't really even see it. What is it, eight, nine miles? But, you know, uh, before cruising altitude, you could see the plane. But if I told you, like, watch that plane. It, it's, you know, it should land somewhere soon. Just keep watching it. It's like, you're going to be like, dude, I... <laughs> I, it's going to disappear like out of my sight. What I can't mean? confirm that it landed in like New York or anything like that. You Correct. Know? You can't. And no, no one can. And here's the thing. It's like, it's the same effect. I don't understand why people don't understand that the plane leaving your air, your sight, uh, the plane's not going in. It's now in, it's in space. Like, what are you talking about? The, 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 the air, the uh, rocket, whatever you want to call it. The, I call it a balloon. It looks like a jumpy house uh, bouncing around before it even takes off. I don't know what that thing is, but they, they, they send it up. They send something up. And then they just toss it out into the ocean and you just see it just coast off. You don't see it anymore. And people want to claim, well, it's because it's in space. It's like, wait a minute. Think about what you just said, especially with those SpaceX launches where it has like a tadpole coming out of it. I saw that in my, with my real eyes in Beverly Hills. Okay. I was in Beverly Hills at the time, not living. I was just working out there and I look up and everybody's, oh, what the heck is that? I saw this tadpole coming in SpaceX, right? Was that so that blue, blue one? Yeah. That, that, yeah. 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 That one was wild. And I, and I remember when the first hit it, when it first hit the, the, I call it the firmament. I don't know what else to call it. The, the, the waters above, whatever it is above us. When it first hit it, I saw it with my own eyes and no one's going to tell me otherwise. It looked like water. It looked like ripples, like the, like looking down on a sailboat in the ocean and it starts and it's like the waves coming out. That's what it looked like in my own eyes. I'm like, Oh shit. And then there's people around me, of course, not peers or friends or acquaintances, just strangers. I'm at the gas station. I'm just saying, and they're, oh, and I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, SpaceX, they're, they're in space. And I'm like, they're in space? Well, yeah, you see all that stuff? Like, that's, I'm like, the glowing glow? You mean like the, 
the really strong lumens light, the like the one thousand lumens light they probably have on the back. They're like, no, no, no. It's like I'm like, so wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna make this straight. But you guys think that's in space right now, and they're going to space, or they they just made it to space. Whatever the case was, I go. Wouldn't that thing need to be like a hundred miles up, two, three hundred miles up to even call that space? You think you can see the craft from here? We can see the craft. I can look and see that there's a, whatever it is, is right there. So a cruising altitude plane at nine miles, I can't see. So what? <laughs> I'm like, that thing's like eight miles up doing a light show and leaving your fucking sight. Get the fuck out of here. But again, it's like, it's the, they just eat it up. They eat it up because it's like this thing they don't know and they can't explain. And what's the TV saying? Oh, they're in space. And okay, so they're in space. And no one logically like processes anything. How could you see that? And, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's really uh, easy to fool the masses once they've already been fooled, obviously. And it is one of those things that when you begin to talk to people about this stuff, like even if you just take, for example, the moon landing and you start to talk to people about it, I have a conversation about it, you realize that no one even knows what they say about the moon landing. Like no people think we just go to the moon all the time. You know, there's people that actually think, oh yeah, we go there. We've been there. We did that, and, and we go there all the time. How many times have we gone? People don't know the answer. When did we last go back? People don't know the answer, but they are, these are the same people that are total experts on knowing that it's all legitimate. I know all the answers to that. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. Love that number six. Um, we went six times and all, all six times were, for me, it was major failures because even when they started the moon landings, there was skeptics like me back then. They were like, bullshit. And they knew that it was, I mean, it was, they know it's bullshit. I mean, come on. They got the president on the phone, on the landline, you know, like. Zoom call. Hey, hey, man, how you guys doing up there? It's like no fucking delay. They're like, what's up, president? Like, hey, man, what's going on? Well, thank you so much. It's like, really? <laughs> like, that, that was overdoing it. I think they should have left that out, but they overdid it. Or it's on purpose, you know. Um, but either way, People tend to forget how skeptical humanity was back then on this. Um, a lot of people, 80%, I think, of the population that believed it, they heard it on the radio, for God's sakes. They didn't even see anything. Um, but I think that's why it took a while uh, because, uh, you know, you fast forward 15 years or so later, NASA was nobody, man. They, they were not stealing our tax money as much as they are now. They, they were kind of losing the public interest. So they had to do something they did come up with something creative and they did the challenger you know that was a creative way to get the public's attention again blow up a rocket no one's in it blow it up say all those people died we'll you know we'll witness protection program them throw them out there no one fucking really knows who they are anyways that's why all the time you see the nasa uh especially the females the the challenger astronauts they got the most makeup on you'll ever see in your life they're glamoured because they don't look like that in real life, you know. Like they're they're actually pretty, pretty fugly. The women of the Challenger, if you go back in time and try to find old photos of them, without NASA makeup on, and it's very difficult. I'd say ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the photos I did NASA of makeup. months and months and months and months of months of searching. I think like you know, one out of a ten thousand photos is them without makeup in the eighties. And it's cause, because of that, because, you know, you walk around with no makeup on, eh, 30 years later, I see you. I could try to, you know, say, hey, you have the same. That's a problem with these dop doppelgangers of all these astronauts is they have the same name, too. It's like you didn't even change your name. 
You look the same. You talk the same. You're the same age as you should be. And you didn't even change your name? <laughs> like, oh, God. So people know what you're talking about. And in, in, specifically in a... The, ch the Challenger explosion, the official narrative is that seven astronauts got into a rocket. It went up. Uh, and weren't they like at least? I think at least one of them was yeah, was like a, a, a regular person. No, so it, was it was the first. It was the first and last. Okay, yeah, it was on right, purpose. Okay. It was you know on purpose, obviously. Uh, it was two. She birds wasn't a, this one teacher wasn't supposedly an, wasn't originally an astronaut. She was like a regular person, and, and that was how they're saying like, look, even a regular mom can go to space. Yeah, George Bush hand selected her, but no big deal. Here's the thing: for the people not understanding what I'm talking about, the Challenger seven astronauts went up supposedly to go to a mission. A shuttle mission. Remember those? And uh, they're going on a mission, right? And it blew up, you know, 50-something uh, seconds into the flight. It blew up on live TV. And it wasn't random. Here's the thing. It's called trauma-based mind control. You get the whole – you propagate it for so long. I mean, for months and months and months beforehand. And again, remember, nobody gave a shit about NASA up to that point. And they knew it. They knew they were losing uh, – they were losing – the ability to steal our tax dollars and more of them. They knew they were losing the uh, interest in the public, even though they knew that universally they got the globe over on everybody for the most part. But still, we need more indoctrination. Uh, no one's really into space, and we might lose this because someone along the way, like me, if I was back then, could have came up with something else, and they probably would have got me then. But it's one of those things where back then they were like, what can we do? How do we how do we reel the public back? And it's a violin story. Play those strings, man. Everybody died. Oh my God, NASA. Oh my God, astronauts. Let's pray for our astronauts. Oh my God, these heroes, the heroes. Oh, we love you, NASA. Take more of our tax money. Whatever you need. Now it's two birds and one stone. It's uh, getting everybody back on board to support NASA because of the emotions. And then it's eliminating children's opportunity in their mind to go, I want to go to space. Because all the kids in the world that said, I want to go up there, they made sure that that day, that was over. And, and, and they never did it again. They never like, hey, we got, they didn't even fake it again, I don't think. They, oh, we got some, you know, regular people. They want to contest and we're going to go up to space. Never. Of course, Richard Branson and the, the, the elite will go to space for you and put it on TV. Sure. Uh, no big deal. Um, they get big cuts of that. Uh, what do you think those guys are actually doing when they're when they're going to space? The Bransons, the Bezos. What are what do you think they're actually doing there? Do they? I guess what I'm curious. Do you think they think they're going to space, or and someone's just taking them on a ride, or what? And what's your thought on that? Uh, it, it's 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 not anything I know for sure. Um, it, for all I know, it could be done in a studio the way NASA does it, and they're just you know. They're rich pedophile elites. They don't fucking care. So they're just going to be like, yeah, whatever you need me to do. You need me to float around in the zero G plane for a minute. And that's the thing. They can just take them up in a zero G plane, do a couple cut. Because if you watch any, including NASA, okay, or RASA or ESA, it doesn't matter. They're all owned by NASA. If you watch any space footage or Branson or anyone and they're, they're doing that float thing like, whoa, we're in space right now. That scene will never last more than eight seconds because they're, they're, if the, if they are, which I think they are in most cases, in a zero g plane, well, within ten seconds they're falling because the plane. It, that's how zero g planes are. They're not falling to hurt themselves, but they're not going to be able to do that exact cool looking consistent float because they're just going down. So you see, cut, 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 cut. You know, even NASA, NASA is the best example, but cut, cut. It just keeps cutting. 
cut. It's all in the editing room. That's not rolling. Like it's all edited complete. I'm an editor. Trust me. It's 100% edited. None of that's live ever. Um, and if you see somebody like, uh, like Branson, it's like, dude, for me, it's A or B. A, it was just, it's cut in a studio. It's really easy to do with green screens and virtual effects or B, they just put him in a zero G plane, had a couple eight second clips, called it a day. And I'm sure he got a big cut. But the problem is that people never listen to what's stated in those processes. They see the highlights like, oh, look, Branson's in space. Look at the curve. Oh, look, it's not NASA. Stupid flat earthers. That's not even NASA. And you could see the curve. You guys are idiots, right? Like they don't even look into anything to know that they also admitted that's a fisheye lens. Like they all, and, and by the way, when you watch the real footage of Branson, which is in the, the next level, I put some of the clips I found in the next level. Um, there's absolutely no curve that that was real, whatever it is, wherever they were, however they layered it all. It was real footage of the sky and I have it, um, without the fisheye lens. Uh, they have the raw footage out there, uh, without the curve on there. But here's the thing, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, which is the most, you know, known, whatever you want to call him. He's an actor, but for your audience's sake, you know, it's astrophysicist. Priest of science. Yeah, the priest will. of science, modern day priest of science, astro, whatever guy. And uh, many times flat earthers and our viral videos have made him um, change his story because growing up, we all would have agreed that we were taught we could see the curve out of the airplane, right? And that's eight miles up. Um and we can't is the point. There is no curve, but let's pretend there was. Eight miles up, we were taught we could. That's gone. We exposed that in 2014. They changed that quickly that, of course, you can't see the curve out of the plane. What are you talking about? Then they said, hey, let's just do a Red Bull jump and we'll put a fisheye lens on it, throw it out to the public, see if it works. Kind of did. A lot of people are like, look, it's not NASA. It's Red Bull. Look, you see this curve. You mean planet New Mexico? That's if you look at the curve and then what's on the ground below him, the ground's not spinning, by the way. But if you look at the ground below him, you will see so many, uh, you know, like a river or something. And that river is just in New Mexico. Everything there is just in New Mexico. Like he's up above a little piece in New Mexico. But that's the curve of the earth. So follow the circle. And I guess half the world is one city in New Mexico. Cool. But anyways, it did work for the most part. The public, I heard it all the time, flat, how can flat earthers explain this one? I'm like, oh my God. So then we started making that go viral of how obviously it's a fisheye lens and how obviously this, that, and the other. We just, it's all factual. Here you go, take a look. So then Neil deGrasse Tyson was at some public event and they brought up Felix and he already knew we destroyed that. The, the pressure's on. What are you going to say? Are you going to say that's the real curve? It's your time to shine, Neil. And Neil said, oh no, that's 23 miles up. You can't see the curve. That stuff's flat. You can't see the curve from 23 miles up. So now they're saying even from three times higher than they used to say, you still can't see it because it's just too, it's, they say it's not, you're not far enough out. Not far enough out. But wait, it gets better. So we made that go viral. He had to, you know, he had to talk about it and he did. And he said, nope, fisheye lens, fisheye lenses make horizontal lines look curved. I mean, he said everything we say. Okay, but if we said that a year before him, we're conspiracy theorists. We're retarded. He was then admitting the fish island was, was curving yes. it because that's why you saw the curve when he's saying you can't see it. And then he also said in his own words, verbatim here, that stuff is flat. Okay? I mean, that's not a, like, he well, he's just saying, no, it's, it's the truth, guys. 
it, he, it's, it's a revelation of method, whatever you want to call it, the truth in plain sight, whatever you want to call it. They're telling you, you can't, but no one cares, right? That's so everybody moves on. I could show someone that Neil saying that and they're like, yeah, but it still looks curved to me on the, on the Red Bull video. I'm like, did you hear what I'm like? Okay. So then moving forward, Richard Branson, same shit, but Richard Branson supposedly goes up 63 miles. Whoa. Now that's really up there. You're talking about almost three times the height as the rebel jump. Now, this is how high they claimed he went up. And of course you see this giant curve on CNN. They're showing it, you know, Branson's in space. Look at the curve. They got Neil deGrasse Tyson back on. I'm sure this was a, a show that they knew like no one's watching. No one's watching this show. Just go on there and say it, and then we'll just move on, like always. You know, because you got to tell the truth. That's just the way the universe works. They know it too. You got, but you have to go find it. You have to, people like us. We have to go find it. They tell you the truth. I'll get to that in a second. Elaborate more on that. But they don't lie. NASA's really not lying. They they do tell you the truth, and I'll explain why. So Neil deGrasse Tyson goes on there, and they're saying like. How oh my God, look at the curve of the earth, Neil. How high was this, you know? And 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 then the, one of the news anchors goes, of course, she probably looked. She goes, 63 miles. And he goes, yep, 63. He goes, yeah, but that's that's a fish. You know, you can't see the curve of the earth from that. That's, you know, it's you can't see. So again, he goes right back to, well, that, that's a fisheye lens, though. I just, you can't see the curve from, from 63 miles up. Whoa, you just moved How it. How high from, are we going to go? <laughs> No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could say, they could say you have to be 250 miles up to even see one degree of curvature. It, it, it wouldn't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, there has never been curvature on this earth. There has never been curvature photographed, video recorded, measured, understood from any angle, from top left. It doesn't matter. You can't take a body of water and curve it. Water has to, and it will always seek and then maintain its level forever. Okay, it doesn't, it, there's nothing you can do or mani to manipulate it, especially in the natural world. This is a natural world. I always recommend people go to your nearest lake and just stand at, at the lake, especially a calm one, and just look at the water. It's not even, it's not even moving. You could see the reflection of the mountains or, or the hills or whatever, the distance on the water. And if you threw a pebble in that lake or that river that's still, you send ripples through the entire thing. But you're telling me that this entire earth is spinning a thousand miles an hour and then going around the sun at half a million miles an hour. And then we're going millions of miles an hour through the galaxy and everything's just fucking going haywire and everything's just nice and still. You ever just sit there and meditate and just chill? No, we're not moving. You were told as a child that you're spinning and moving and that the sun isn't. But yet clearly your natural response as a human being, even today, even if you're a program glober, still I catch people all the time. Your natural response is that the sun is moving in the sky. That sun is your goes down, you know? Yeah, and not even that because it's not really going down. But I get your but that's point. What we, that's what we say. That's like you know we, true, we act like it is. True, true. But either way, in general, when I'm like uh, to a glober, I'll be like, so, "So you guys think the stars are moving, right?" And they're like, "Well, yeah, of course." And they're like, "Well, they're not really supposed to be in kind of this sense. Like we're supposed to be. The reason they're spinning is because we're spinning around the galaxy, right? The stars are just kind of there in a sense." And they're like, "Oh, that doesn't." feel i guess oh yeah that makes sense so they just say oh that makes sense and it's like same thing with the sun we're supposed to be rotating backwards falling backwards faster than the speed of sun so when you're at the beach and you watch the the sunset or if you're just in a park watching the sunset 
if you're at the beach, the sun will be bigger, the magnification and the horizon due to the water. But if you're in an open field in Kansas, a flat field with flowers everywhere, and you watch the sunset, that sun will be smaller by the, by the time it sets. A lot smaller, okay? So it depends on where you are in the condition to see this effect. Everybody wants the sun to get smaller. Well, if it's going away, well, yeah, it depends on the condition. Your perspective, the condition, the atmosphere, everything is involved in that, just so people know ahead of time. But as the sun's moving across the sky, it's taking the light with it. You can watch time, many time lapses, not flat earth time lapses, just sunset time lapses and watch this effect time and time and time again, you see that the clouds around the sun as it's going away are glowing. Then as the sun gets kind of a dark amber orange in the distance, so do those clouds. But only the ones around that local sun. If that light was 93 million miles away, shining on our little BB Earth, this little dot, right? This giant sun of power and fire and whatever they say. And it's shining on this little BB. I'm sorry. I take that back. Half of that little BB is getting all of that. Um, then all of the fucking clouds are evenly distributed, man. Everything on the ocean is evenly distributed. There's not a little local hotspot on the water. That doesn't make any sense. You go in an airplane, look out the ocean. You'll see the sun's reflection. Because it's right fucking there. That's why. If this light source was 93 million miles away, all of the clouds would be evenly lit until it went black in the sky. The sunset would be black. We're black. Instant. Instant light to black. Okay, no fading, no, no oozing of light. It's because the sun is traveling away. Now it's heading towards Europe. I'm just making it up. It's heading towards Europe. You can't see the sun anymore, right? Hold on. <laughs> you can't see the sun anymore, but you'll see this light. So that's why you see some of these sunsets in the summer in California. Dude, it's light till 9, 9.30 at night. It's, I see all the light in the sky. I could tell where the sun's path is going. It's just the tail end of the sun. The light is still lit. I do it on the ground all the time for a joke, but I show people still get it. I put the light, uh, like my phone light, on, on, a, on a dark floor in a dark room. And you'll see a hot spot, right? You'll see a circle from the actual light shape, Okay. But then in the distance, you'll see a little bit of faded light on the floor. And that is what you see at the sunset. You don't see the sun anymore, but you see the light. And as it's moving across your floor, now it's heading to Europe, right? Well, if you're an ant on that floor, you don't, there's not even light touching the floor. So you, that means the light is not reaching you. Because people think, well, if the sun is uh, going around our head, then we'd see it all the time, right? You'd have to always see it if it's going around our head. Well, no, again, just like the airplane. Go back to that. It goes away, well, it man. Would, it would if it's as big and, and powerful yeah. and large as they say, and it was here. But that the whole point is no. What you're saying it's all all of it's in here and all of it's small. All of it's very small and close, and and it's made for us. That's another thing. It was designed for us. It was created for us. We have a creator. I don't know his name, her name, its name. I don't know. I don't know how someone would know. Yeshua, God, whatever. Someone designed this place. And made it for us. The, the, the lights in the sky are not gas balls 36 trillion miles away. They're right here. They're frequencies for us to tap into. Um, and the elite know this. They, they, they worship Saturn for a reason. That frequency apparently is the power, right? The business, the money. That's the power. And they know that. They know they have manifested how to do all that and, and work the channels of the vibrations of our world, of our universe. They understand it. You think they're going to be tapping into something that's 
100 trillion light years away and like no so that again you don't even have to believe in astrology it's just the point like they're here for us the sun is there for you and that's another thing just to your general audience think about it logically now when you're outside in the summer right and you're sweating your balls off okay it's one o'clock in the afternoon in july I don't care where you live in America. You're probably sweating. 100 degrees here in Florida yesterday. I was, I was sweating my go. balls off. There you go. You were sweating your balls off, right? At noon, right? Let's just call it noon. At noon, the sun's usually directly above you, depending on... Well, it, it, it has to be in a sense, but because of put your clock forward, now put it backwards. Whatever they do with all that is to confuse us and it doesn't line up uh, and it's sync to our system, but I think that's why they do these things. But either way, call it noon. The sun's above you. You're sweating balls. 7 o'clock p.m., you still see the sun, the entire sun, the whole thing is still in the sky at 7, I would assume. I'm just going to say that it is. 7 p.m., you still see that sun. It's a little bit darker orange now. It's kind of weird, but it's still there. That sun is still 93 million miles away. Not 94 now because it went over here. No. It's still 93 million miles away from your head, just like it was when it was at noon. But yet, you're not sweating balls anymore. What the fuck are we talking about? Then how can you explain that? What sounds more logical? A 93 million dollar sun at noon beating down on you, making you want to die? And then at 7 p.m., you're like, oh, it's nice out. I'm not sweating anymore. The same fucking things right there, though. But I'm good. Does that make sense? Or, or does it make sense that a fucking heat lamp is right above your fucking head and as it went down the street, you're like, I see the heat lamp. I could feel a little bit of it, but it's not directly above me anymore. So I'm not sweating balls. Which one does it sound more like logic? You know, like the let's mainstream be explanation, I guess, would be that we're spinning away so that we're facing less away. So less of the direct light is hitting us. So that accounts for the change in, in degrees. But what you're saying is that. That's absurd because if it's that powerful, we're, we're just talking about moving a little bit away. How is it that much of a change if it's that far away? It's because it's a local light. It's an actual heat lamp in the sky. And the moon is not a rock. <laughs> the moon is a cold lamp in the sky. It's already been proven. It produces cold light. It produces cold. It's its own thing. It has not, I can't say nothing to do with the sun. I'm not going to act like I know that fact. But it has nothing to do with the sun in the way they tell us. Absolutely and positively not. It's not. Think about it, dude. Again, it goes back to logic. They want to tell you that it's a, there's a floating rock in the sky, a dense, dirty rock that perfectly spins Just with us. So we only see one side. Perfect, right? Okay. Okay, let's just accept that ludicrous shit for, for now. Okay, it rotates with us. We never, that's all we see. Okay. So it's a rock in the sky, a, a dense, dirty rock. But yet when it's a full moon outside, I'll go right back to the clouds are glowing. Only those four clouds around it are glowing. All the other clouds in your sky are black as shit besides the few clouds right by the moon because, again, it's a local light. But anyways, moving past even the localness of it, if it's a rock in the sky and it's getting the sunlight, so it's taking the sun's light and then shoving it back down, reflect, is it made of mirrors? Is the moon a mirror now? Because I could read a book by it at, at 1 a.m. outside, the full moon. I could read a book right under it. I, I'm freezing. 
why am I so cold? <laughs> you know, well, it's a full moon. Um, you could take a thermometer, put it in a glass of water, and put it right under the full moon. And then take another glass of water with a thermometer and put it in the shade somewhere. And that glass of water under the moon will be colder. You can win a lot of money. Bet your friends, guys. It will be colder. That's 100% guaranteed. Every full moon or even, even a half moon, it will be cold. It doesn't matter. It will be colder because it's producing cold. I think it's like some sort of cold electricity. And then the sun is very hot electricity and they're going around. That's why the electricity of our local bodies above us are moving the tides. <laughs> they're right here. So the electricity, the salt water, it all makes sense. That's why the non-salt water bodies of water are not moving based on the electricity. It's, it's, it's just a channel. It's everything is right here in this system. Um, and it's, it's, again, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And to even fathom that I can't blame myself for believing in heliocentric model, because again, it's not my fault. It's not your fault or anyone's listening's fault. It's because you were taught Santa Claus, tooth fairy and all this shit as a four or five year old, probably a three year old, Probably when you're bored, you had that solar soul lure system on your crib, right? So it wasn't your fault, okay? It was your parents' fault, but they didn't know. And here's the thing. They, they probably told you Santa wasn't real eventually. They told you Tooth Fairy was bullshit. You probably already found that out by then on your own. The Easter Bunny was bullshit. So all these things that you were taught as a kid were, were true and you were excited about and you had the fantasy mind of it. That's why I tell people, don't do that to kids. There's a lot more fantasies that could be true Hopefully we can get into that today. There could be more fantasies that are that could be actually true than than complete lies that are just going to lead them to understanding that you're a liar, mom. You're a liar, dad. Hey, teacher, you're a liar. Hey, grandma, grandpa, you lied to me for five, six straight years about Santa, about he's coming tomorrow, about all that. See, as as adults, we don't really look at it from that perspective, but you're not a child. So when you're a child, you're being lied to, and then you're being taught that it's okay to lie at that point. Because you have to think it's okay to lie once you're told that all that was bullshit. Everything we told you, the, these first six years of your life are bullshit. But now run off to school and they're going to tell you more. I never really thought about that aspect of it. The Because it, it is a very, whether it's Santa or Tooth Fairy, something like that. Every kid has some kind of lie that their parents told them for a number of years. And then once you're old enough, we tell you, no, there's not really a fairy. That's just me putting you know, two, two bucks under your pillow or whatever. And then the kid goes, oh. Okay, but it I wonder what it does like in this psychological way, right? Where it's like, oh, so you can create complete grandiose tales that are completely absurd and convince me that it's true until you feel like telling me and that's fine. And then so maybe it's like that sets us up for going off to, to learn more lies that it's fine to tell because that's what we've been set up for. And that's the problem is that mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, caretaker and caretaker, they did not tell you they told you about Tooth Fairy and Santa and all that shit, but they didn't take your ball away. They didn't want to take your ball away because no one took because no one took theirs away. I am taking your ball away. I'm taking your children's <laughs> ball away. Listen, the lies of the system they tell us we live in are falling by the wayside. Nothing's going to stop the dissolving of outer space bullshit, space agencies, all the money they steal from taxpayers. $330 billion, that's just reported, so I'm sure it's more. $330 billion a year is stolen from human beings, from tax schemes, to fake all this. So if $330 billion a year stolen is not important to you, or not a reason to do this, and covering up a creator, 
that can't be a reason to do this, apparently, because the Big Bang Theory with the globe and all this stuff spinning, I'm not going to sit there and act like the Big Bang Theory makes it so there's no God, but a, at minimum, a very distant and iffy God, right? So or God that just like, said, fuck it, I'll just explode yep. some shit, then I'm going to step back and I'm going to step yeah, off. Just, yeah, just, you know, nothing exploded and then we all came from like tadpoles and not monkeys and now we're here and like, get the fuck out of here. We Human beings were designed, I think we were a lot larger back in the day, a lot bigger, taller, um, smarter, not more knowledgeable. I think we're the dumbest dumbed down civilization in history, but yet they teach us we're the most advanced. We have the internet and iPhones. Okay. <laughs> you think that fucking matters when they were, they were, they had a free uh, energy for the world back in the day? Uh, can we get back on free energy? Can we get back on electrostatics? Because we can make aircrafts electrostatic where we could fly somewhere in an hour ourselves with electrostatic vehicles, but they don't make those legal. They don't want you to look at Tesla's work or patents or anything based on electrostatics because then you'll probably realize, yeah, there's no gravity. It's all electrostatics. Everything's electric. And what on a, for a flat earth, guys, down is down. I know it sounds crazy that we're not telling you like everything is going to the center. And then if you're in the center and you go down the ball, then it's still at the center because everything gravity is forcing everything. No, 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 no. We're on a we're on a possibly an infinite plane. I don't know. But you see the plane behind me? We're on a plane that just goes, okay? But it just goes. And that's one thing I want to tell your audience is the speculation of more land. I have yeah, this never, is where it gets fun. This is the, yeah, fun, this I have, is the really fun part. I have never woken up more people to the truth than with a speculation. It's sad. You should be able to wake people up with facts and science and scientific method. Um, it's just people just can't get on board with it that they've been lied to about all this stuff. But it's because they need, excuse me, it's like in my mind, they need a motive. They need, why would they do this? Again, $330 billion plus dollars a year stolen, not enough for them. To, to make a distant God or have no God in people's lives, I guess that's still not enough for them. Uh, they wouldn't lie. Okay, they wouldn't lie. Okay, what about if there was three, let's just call it 300 continents. There's 300 continents on this earth plane, okay? They knew about seven in the early, in the late 1800s. They already knew about seven. And uh, they look back at Captain Cook and his voyage in the 16 or 1700s, one of them, where he traveled tried to circumnavigate Antarctica and he couldn't get in. I'm sorry, not circumnavigate. He tried to um, explore Antarctica and he couldn't get in by ship. It's not even about that he couldn't get in by ship because there's ice walls. There's a container surrounding our entire world ocean. Think about a giant bathtub. Um, you know, it's, 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 you can't fall out of your bathtub. Um, so no, you can't fall off the earth. It's being contained by what people call Antarctica is the container of our world oceans. And when Captain Cook was traveling, he couldn't get in by ship. Um, you know, they didn't have the technology to get up these walls, these ice shelves, giant, two, 300 feet high. And, and this isn't a joke. I mean, it's not like, oh yeah, Game of Thrones. They're there. You can see images and videos of them. Drones have gone out there. Now you can see these walls, guys. This isn't a rumor anymore or like a conspiracy. But my point is, is that when they looked at these voyages and they understood that he charted 68,000 miles, guys. I didn't because I didn't do that trip. He did. He charted 68,000 miles. Oh yeah, that's the base, probably the base of our entire world oceans he traveled around whoa, whoa, whoa wait Let, let's rewind in case the audience is lost your globe 
okay, that you love so much that's just magically floating in the middle of nowhere, it's spinning and orbiting. The equator, we're taught, is uh, 24,000 miles. So the biggest part of, our, of your world, the biggest part of it is the equator, yeah? 24,000 circumference, 24,000 miles around. So let's go to the bottom of called Antarctica. How's that 68,000 miles? Doesn't add up. That doesn't Not really, even a little bit. Yeah, that doesn't. No, it, 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 it'd be 8,000. Okay, maybe 12. I'll just be nice. Right. If that's the small part on the end and that's the wide part here, unless it's all way bigger, I mean. Now, to further the story for your audience, so they're, they're up to speed on, on, on things they should know. Um, so six, 68,000 miles, okay, um, couldn't get in. And, and I think someone else after that went to try to explore Antarctica and was unsuccessful. But I think in, in the, in the forties and fifties, they looked at 19, by the way, forties and fifties, when they started the operations with Admiral Byrd is a high jump and all that stuff. They, they, they wanted to fly over there. They knew they they weren't going to risk it doing ships and shit. Like, fuck that. We're going to fly over there get clearance, go get resources, make sure everybody's safe. They don't know what to expect. They know the old ancient, not ancient even, the 1800s, the books in the 1800s. They knew that, you know, they're writing about more land, more continents, more civilizations, more technology, animals out there. They, they knew the rumors by, by minimum because there was tons of books published about this stuff from, a, from a, a firsthand eyewitness testimony perspective, not fantasy books. So Iron Republic is the best one. But either way, so they flew over there. And, um, you know, when he got back, I, I, I don't know exactly, let's call it nine months later. He gets back nine months later and he goes on live TV to report what's going on. Longine Chronoscope, the show was called, 1958. And he's on live TV and he says that they, they, they traveled over there. They saw, they saw another continent the size of North America, okay, that's never been seen by a human being resources, animals, everything. It's, it's, it, he didn't even mention that it was freezing cold or anything. So he left that out for speculation. What is it warm over there? How is it warm? Is there other bodies of light over there in the sky? How, how would I know? I can't, I can't go over there, obviously. I have no idea how anything looks or how the system works. Can't go over there. It's illegal. It's a treaty. So that's my point. He went over there and saw, he said, there's more land. They right away, the, the, the main 12 nations of the world all signed a treaty quickly. Boom. You, our people can't go over there. Our, you can't travel past 60th parallel anymore. And then every nation signed, obviously, uh, right away, uh, quickly after that. Every nation's like, hey, you can't go past this line, the 60th parallel south. You can't travel by ship, by aircraft, period in the entire world, doesn't matter who you are. So people that go, no, my uncle went to Antarctica. No, he visited a peninsula, which is a little south of the, the tip of South America. And that is a base. You could spend 15, 20 grand and go tomorrow. Go have fun, you ain't going anywhere. You're gonna stay on that base, you're gonna be the little slave on the island. It's actually called Deception Island, by the way. And it's right Just next to Rothschild. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and wow. it's right next to Rothschild Island, okay? So they're quick to rub it in our face, but when you're on Deception Island, you ain't going anywhere, and you can't be uh, traveling, you know, I'm going to go 100 miles that way, past the 60th parallel, and start filming, and then come back and tell my tell. Yeah, ain't going to do that, man. And um, uh, unless we come by the millions, that's different. Uh, we could probably go over there, but you and your buddies, you ain't going over there, man. And that's the problem. The the, the, the real the real way to change the world is for millions of people to go there. 
and North. Because again, the North Pole were taught. When you hear North Pole, what do you think? You think Santa Claus and all that. So that was all. Con- it was all made for that purpose. So it's out of sight, out of mind. Because I think it's the key to our world. It's come pass. They want us. There's a force. Uh, uh, your compass is yeah, like br- like dragging you to the north, and you're like, well, I'm not going over there because in in third grade I I watched a a documentary in in school in class. It was so cool. I love the days we watched stuff and because I'm more invested in it because I hate school. So I watched it and it scared me into the North Pole, ever wanting to visit there, ever wanting to go there. It looks like the people that went there died and froze, even though wouldn't it be as hard to get back home? Where's that film? Where's that footage? Because that that's also as equally yeah, important how they get the to watch. <laughs> No, it's just a point. The whole thing is scripted. They got a couple guys on a patch of ice somewhere. It could be in Greenland. They're going to be in North Pole. Are you fucking kidding me? And then they just frozen mustaches, and then they go, hey, we're here, and then they end the they end the show. They make you want to never go there. So again, the North Pole, all ancient maps have four land masses there, okay? There was four continents there. Even the Wizard of Oz showed it. It's just a point. The truth is hidden. You have to go find it. Um, but once you realize that the North is also restricted from you going and visiting and filming and recording, and it's also as hard. It's not a treaty necessarily, but Area 51 doesn't have a treaty either, guys. But go in there, okay? You can't go in there. It's called restricted. So the North Pole is restricted. The South, uh, past the 60th parallel, I won't call it a South Pole, guys. There is no fucking South Pole. Uh, there's a fake barbershop pole that they put on that same peninsula I told you that you can go visit. It's not the South Pole at all. There is no South Pole. The North Pole is the center of our Earth plane. It's at the center of the entire Earth. And everything um, uh, electromagnetically works in this. Everything down is down, okay? And it's sorted by density and buoyancy and the electrostatic charge. Um, you could, you could, we, we show this in level with me. You can manipulate anything if you have... Uh, the right machinery, and we had enough machinery for this film to just lift up balloons um, and control it going up and down. Even helium balloons, it doesn't matter. Obviously, we all know helium just goes up. I guess gravity likes doesn't like them or something, doesn't force it back to the center, but the helium balloon goes up, and then how do you get it down? Naturally, you can't, right? But we can, electrostatic, positive charge, negative charge which is how everything works. Everything's electric. Um, and that's why I think UFO crafts that are reverse engineered here on Earth, it's just electrostatics. That's why they can just hover and then take off because it's an electrostatic charge that moves them. Um, and again, the true nature of our world is nothing what we're taught. It's not even, that is so laughable to me now when I look at what they teach our kids. And that's what's sad, man. They keep, they're going to keep teaching it. And it's, it's fucked up because none of it's real. They, they're just showing, they show you a meme of the earth with the inside core, magma, orange core. That's four or 5,000 miles into the earth. They're showing you what it is and you believe it as a kindergartner, obviously. But as, uh, as I'm 38 now, as a 38 year old man, how can I believe that when I know the, the truth of the Guinness Book of World Records and public knowledge now, public information, that the, the, the deepest hole ever dug was in Russia, 7.8 miles. So, and they, they found an impenetrable barrier. They still don't know. They don't know what's past 7.8 miles below our feet, guys. That's public information. But they want to tell you what the next 4,000 miles is in kindergarten. 
uh, well, what do they show you? A cartoon, of course. That's all. He, go, go grab your Earth science book. There's nothing but cartoons in it. So you would think by 2023, there'd be no more cartoons. They could just, it'd be a digital book by now and you hit play and you're live with NASA. Everything's real is my point. It's not real, guys. It's not real. One thing people always get when you get into, the, into this, this conversation, they'll say, okay, even all these points you made are interesting, great. But we have all the pictures of the earth. Like I grew up seeing all these pictures of the earth. Those are photos, right? So maybe it's, maybe it should have been number one, but we'll keep it for the end here. What is up with all these photos of the earth then? If they're, if we can't even get out there enough to see a curve. You want to share your screen for the audience or you don't do that? I can. Yeah. 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 Just, just real quick, share your screen and, um, Google search. Um, first let's give them, let's give them a, a, a prelude here. Google search satellites from space. We'll do that first. All right. Because again, guys, we're not going to HillerProductions.com now. We're not going to HillerProductions.com. We're not going Satellites to Conspiracy Guy or something. You no, no. Do just images. Yeah, Google, Google, Google should feed you the best. If they're real, real, you know, if it's real, here comes some realness, right? Let's see, let's see what uh, what, what you find. All right, satellites from space. So I want your audience to understand that this is what Google serves you. This is the cream of the crop. Which one's your favorite? Which one looks real to you? Which one looks like a real photograph used with a camera? I just want to know. Click on, let's say, let's say uh, one of those, let's say, uh, click on that one. This one? Yeah, okay. that one, yeah, sure. Right, Maybe someone that. decides that one looks the realest. Well, I can make that on Photoshop in less than five minutes. I could take a picture of my sky and those are all over. Um, this, are these, so is this supposed to be a photo? <laughs> are they trying to tell me? Yeah. Because this is absurd. So are they actually yeah, I, trying to I, tell me that's a photo? Well, here's the thing. There are no photographs of anything from this angle because you can't get up Jeez. higher than about, <laughs> my guess is 70, this, 73 miles. Um, but so yeah, it's all fake. But here's the thing. They will never say what this about is this a one? photo. What about this one? No, it's well, all. That's why it's called image. That's why it's called images. It's all done in the in the in the Photoshop. It's layered. That could be a fisheye lens video with a with a Photoshop new layer on top of their thing. They hold the thing by the green screen and take pictures, and then they just layer it on top of a video they pre-produced. Um, here's the thing, though. Who took this picture? I want your audience. So save <laughs> this picture great, there. This question. one right here. Let's just say you're someone in your audience right is like them, yeah. that one looks real, right? Okay, who took it? And if that thing is up there, it has to be going, like they tell us, 17,500 miles an hour. So something is traveling 17,500 miles an hour, and it's perfectly clear and still in frame. Now, who took that? How'd they take it? Is that thing spinning the same as it? Where's, and by the way, where? Uh, find one that's realistic, because God knows the ones with space junk, no one's going to think that's This is hilarious. That's, that's, a, that's, that's my point. One. So let's that's move on even, from we're there. We're not even trying, yeah. Um, Try to find one that you think someone in your audience would go, this kind of looks real. Okay, let's see. Let's see if I can even find one. Maybe, oh, no, but be, be, be nice. One? What about this one? This is from the BBC. <laughs> Look at that fisheye lens. Look at, <laughs> that's the, a very, the, I mean, the, that's, the that's <laughs> It's concave on the bottom. So satellites are concave wings now. Okay, so that's a fisheye lens. So give me one that's more animated looking, but someone might think it's real because uh, they, they know. No, no, no. Okay, next row and the third one. The next row, but the third one. There you go. Let's just, right let's just pick right. on that. Someone right. might think that's real. Where's the space junk? Where are the other satellites? Actually, in any picture you Where's pick, anything? even the one... 
Even the one that looks like there's real clouds, because again, you can just layer things in Photoshop. I don't understand how people thinks that all has to be in one shot. Have you ever seen a movie poster? There's 84 layers on it with things popping out in, in front of, and none of that was ever there. It's all imagery. But the point I'm trying to make is you'll never find space junk or satellite, other satellites, or anything where tots up there, up there ever. You'll never see that. You'll also never find a video of what you just saw looking realistic. And it's all, it'll say animation. It'll say uh, imagery, image, image by. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to as well. Because if you actually look into it and press a bit, like NASA doesn't even claim that that stuff is photos in the end. No. Nope. They actually say nope. artist it'll, renderings, yep. animation. They're like, we just take the data and put it. And you're like, wait a minute, why do you take the data? Can't you just take a picture? Like, why do you have to take data and turn it into a rendering? Yeah, they, they have never even, I don't even think they've lied about that in a sense where all of these blue marble and your screensaver on the iPhone, you can't even change the first few years. Like all those imageries of the globe Earth, you know, from space, they don't claim those are real photographs. They don't even, on NASA's website, which is one of the biggest rabbit holes I went down when I started my research, was I'm like, none of these images say photograph. None of them. None of them will ever say photograph because they'll get they can get sued. Um, they can be held held accountable at that point. They're telling you it's an image. An image is a representation of something, which usually involves art, artistry, impressions on the computer, whatever you want to call it, CGI. Um, it's all fake, guys. So if if there's no videos, and I love Eddie Bravo, and I used to love how he always says, you know, back in the day, him and Joe Rogan would sit there and watch. That's all they used to watch. They'd love space documentaries. They'd get the DVD packs. But he, Eddie says, every once in a while... I would be sitting there watching it going, why don't they ever show anything real? <laughs> and then he would just move Without on. You know, he's just like, what? Deeper, whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Like, it's so cool to learn about nebulas. It's all fake. I mean, I think the it's, big a, way one to, for it's me, a way to control your mind. It's a way to control your mind. Have you ever seen the Hubble documentary? Documentary? It's, it's this Hubble documentary narrated by Leonardo DiCaprio. I remember watching it and I, I was thinking kind of, kind of like along Eddie Bravo lines, I was like, wow, this is fucking cool as shit. Uh, really awesome like animation. But this is before I was even really thinking on these terms. I was just like, this is obviously animation, but, but not really making those connections of what that means and why that is. And then you realize, again, same kind of thing. You look into it, you're like, you look up the Hubble stuff and you're like, oh yeah, what we do is we take the data from the Hubble and then some artist comes in and turns into these beautiful <laughs> nebulas. Puts it in the computer. And, yeah. and we're all like, wow, space. And then, it, so that was even before I got into more into this realm of things, even that little stuff like that would click with me. Like, well, that's cool. That's cool. They did the animation. Would they have the, the real one just doesn't look cool enough or what? But yeah, it all starts to add up when you see the bigger picture of things. And I want to do one more, if you don't mind, sure. do the same Google search, but do okay. earth from earth from space. Cause that goes back to your original question, which is by the way, Mark, I've been on debate shows. I've watched many debate shows on this on this Earth topic. And the one thing the Globers never bring up, listen, Mark, the one thing Globeheads in any debate on the Earth, period, any debate you could watch, the one thing they'll never do, they'll never bring up imagery. Wouldn't that be your go-to? Wouldn't that be the number one thing you do when the debate is say, look at our photos? Just check out Because which one do you like? No, no, well, here's your audience. Which right. one do you like? Do you like the light blue one? Do you like the dark blue one? Do you like the brown <laughs> Africa, the, the green Africa? Which one do you like? Because these are all made on a computer. Here, this None one actually these photo claims photographs. 12 photos of Earth. This is obviously a fish eye lens too then, huh? Yep, that is, okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> I could do that with my <laughs> iPhone and, and a fisheye lens attached. Some I could of them do that are tomorrow. really comical. This one's not really that great, but some of the Chinese, some of the ones out of China, you're like, they, show, show the Earth and space, uh, the moon mission. Go up, go up, right there, right. Uh, nope. This from the from Apollo down to the right, the Apollo mission. This one. Two right. This is there the one yeah. that they say is a photo, right? Yeah, they said that's the only real photograph, guys. So blow yes. that up if you can. Come on, God. oh my! God. I can't even look at that one. That one's so I don't know bad. How to make it bigger, but yeah. It's just that's just. And by the way, for the Apollo people, if anyone on here is like, "Well, I think Apollo was real," and look, there's the picture. There's the so. There's this guy. Uh, since 1969, they've taken one photograph of our Earth. Not only that, but in 1969, they claimed to walk on the moon. Right? They took thousands of photographs of the studio. I'm sorry, of the moon. They took thousands of photographs of the moon. And one of our home, not even a video of our home, not even a video of us spinning. No one's ever seen it. Fuck you, Apollo missions. All six of you, all six missions never recorded our home. Come on. Maybe because they can't. It's all fake. You have to be logical, guys. You don't have to. You could be butthurt that someone's trying to take your ball away. I don't want to take my ball away. But you have to be logical here. I mean, be, have use common sense. You know, there, there's, there's no photographs of Earth. They said oh, only one is from the Apollo mission. But they got no videos of Earth spinning from space. All of that is admitted CGI, admitted animation, admitted compositing. Not, again, in NASA's documents, if you Google search, you don't have to do this. I'm saying to your audience, just saying to your audience, I believe if you Google search, like, uh, at least for keyword's sake, uh test our air like type in go in google nasa test aircrafts over flat stationary earth something like that and you'll get a bunch of pdfs coming up from nasa.gov again guys not hillerproduction.com okay from nasa.gov that that is the back you know the back backlinks of their of their files and their documents so you'll see these pdf forms come up and you can read them they test their aircrafts they put in the documents over a flat non-rotating earth multiple times they have to print that guys you know why because it's a legal document it's not nasa.gov which is protected by the law of wwe i call it you can lie to anybody entertainment style wwe style and get away with it that's been legal since 92 i believe so you can do that all day you want no one's forcing anyone to watch nasa no one's making it mandatory which would be illegal and no one is is nasa's not even saying uh, in their feed, this is real. This is real. Because that'd be illegal. I, I read all this stuff. So they're feeding you cartoons, taking your tax money, and in their documents, and right in front of your face, they're like, yeah, we, we tested this one over a flat, now rotating earth. And we tested this one. How'd that do in the sky? Did it good? Did it take pictures of, of Kansas below it? Okay, because they can only go up about 70 miles. We know that. Okay, good. Brought down... We have to document that. We tested this one over a flat, non-rotating stationary earth. Uh, that, uh, so they're doing it. They're, they're telling you there, legally, what they're doing, how they test it. What, there's no curvature of the earth, spinning, you know, testing, rotation of a... No. So in terms of NASA, again, they, they kind of protect themselves in that, in, that, in that sense, where they call everything images. Uh, they don't call it photographs. Um, and then they tell you in their documents what's really going on. Um, but it wouldn't matter. I mean, people could look up everything I just said and see it and still 
No, but no, it's the but no is the fantasy. It's the five year old in you that was never taught otherwise. Because you were told again, I have to go back to this because it's 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 legit, man. You were told that all those things were lies. Rabbit, the, the you know uh, the bunny, Easter rabbit, the the tooth fairy, the Santa Claus, all of it. Hopefully dinosaurs, but if your parents are stupid, they probably think those were real too. But here's the thing. It, you you were never taught about the earth being fake, right? Until right now. I mean, for some of you at least, you, you were never. So you're not gonna just. Hitler like, took oh, your ball away. Yeah, well, well, you're never gonna just believe me. I don't want you. Here's the difference between me and your school and NASA that taught you a globe. Okay, I don't want you to believe me. I want you to go find this stuff out yourself. I want you to go do, you don't got to do the 10 years of research I did. No one has the time. I get that. That's why no one knows these things because you don't have the time. We live in a system that makes sure you don't have the time to look up this stuff. And even if you did, they already changed. This is 2016. They already changed the algorithm. You can't type in flat earth on Google or YouTube and actually find people like me or Eric Dubay or Dave Weiss or people trying to educate uh, with true information, you'll never find us. You will find people that they want you to find. You'll get the Wikipedia hired, hired. people used to believe in ancient times kind of stuff. Yeah, but they'll also find the the controlled oppositions, the people that they Flat want you to find. Yeah, or the the people in the snow, you know, the snow globe. Like you live in a snow globe. We're just in a snow globe. If God gets mad, he shakes you. Like they, they're crazy. They they do it on purpose so people go, oh my. God, that's hilarious. Who believes this shit? Or like the Netflix behind the curve. Oh, go watch behind the curve, the documentary on Netflix. That's a hit piece that was created and produced by people to hurt the truth by saying, let's show people pancakes in space and snow globes and a bunch of silly flat earthers playing ping pong and living with their mom and, and, and being weird. Let's put that all in the film. And then we cut the end and, and we, 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 you know, manipulate it. It's a hit piece. Mockumentary, I call it. They do that on purpose. Why would they go through all that for a stupid, if Flat Earth is just stupid, it's so stupid. They, they waste millions of dollars to make a hit piece and then they control the algorithm from within. And then Susan Wojcicki and all them, YouTube, they get together with Congress. No more Flat Earth. Like, what are we doing? Like, they got, they had meetings, guys, to get rid of Flat Earth. It was blowing up in 2016, more than Trump and Hillary Clinton's name, almost. And it's like, they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? We can't stop people from uploading their own science experiments, their own projects, their own, the communities coming together. Does Flat Earth um, stuff get censored on YouTube, like, in the way that, like, yeah. you know, Kuvi stuff would and vaccine no, stuff would? Not, no, no, not the way Kuvi stuff would, no. The, um, so why 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 is that? Do you think? Why do you think it's allowed in a in a, to an extent, not in the same way that like they just outright ban and censor people and like be, because they can't they because they can't legally take it down. Like for instance, I, I make a flat Earth film and it's I got hot air balloons going up and and recording the Earth as a stationary plane. The you know the horizon reaches your eye level. I mean we we go up you know twenty five miles. It's flat. How could they take that down for what miss? What misinformation? Well, they can't it's call a it camera right, going up, right, right. so they can't. What they do is they shadow ban it. So shadow banning to me is even worse than banning because it's secret. It's a secret op mission. It's a every ten thousand views you get, we'll make that a one. They have the power to do that. They put you on a list, your URL, your handle. It's censored. That's it. When I when I release of uh, any video on on my YouTube channel, 
which I don't do anymore, really, besides my films for free or something. But when I put them on there, I could tell right away how censored it is because it'll get 20, 30,000 views in a day, and the next day it has 400 views. Wait, what just happened? It, it's because, it, for me, like, I have realized, 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 that's an old YouTube video I made a long time ago, okay? That's been in a million views for years, has it moved? It hit one million views very fast when I made that. And it's been on a million views forever. And I mean, like six years, maybe five years. It blows my mind that people don't, again, I, YouTube's different. YouTube really, their algorithm is, is ridiculous. You type in Flat Earth on YouTube, you will get Neil deGrasse Tyson, Comedy Central bits. You'll get Mark Sargent's, uh, you know, Flat Earth conference on ABC News with, and then Jimmy Kimmel pops up. Like, oh, you have all this bullshit that will not educate you. It will not teach you at least our side. Everyone deserves to hear our side, but the real side of it, there might be hiding more land. Uh, they're stealing your money. That all this stuff is fake. It's all trickery. They got ISS footage of a harness. You see their harnesses. Why do you have harnesses on if you're supposed to be floating in gravity? Why, why, why do you wave and your hand disappears behind a green screen? You see the green screen. Why, why are you? Why is it? so? Again, when when they're censoring stuff, they, they shadow ban it. They make sure that nobody can see my film unless the people that already know I exist. How does that help wake the world up? It does it hard it, it, it's a bit if they just zapped it, at least I get the recognition of oh shit, they canceled that film. Let's go to the website and see it now. I don't even get that because it's there. It's there. No one can see it. I've had people say, I typed in word for word the, the title of your films, and some of them are really unique words. You won't find it in the first 20 pages. So that's your censorship. They make it pretend like, oh, no, it's still there. We put a Wikipedia box of Flat Earth is Stupid, by the way, right. on top of that. But that no, one's gonna no one's going to find the video. Uh, naturally, you will never be recommended, won't be in related videos, it won't pop up in your feed. You have to know who I am to see my work. That's the problem with the truth nowadays, is you have to know who the people are. Because um, a lot of these people in the truth movement that are helping with, with the jabs or with any anything, any any rabbit hole, um, they're all censored. We, we know this. Everyone's censored. And I think eventually that's going to go away. That's going to have to stop. We're going to have to get on platforms that they don't have control over. There's nothing else to say about it, man. Um, it's a long, it's going to be a long haul, I'll tell you. But one day we can have a world that is censor free, true freedom. And I think that the quickest way to get there is we get millions of people to go to the north, millions of people to go march to the south, and we take what's ours. We take our world back and um, we can eliminate these Freemasons from taking free Masonic masonry from us all these old buildings these they call tartaria buildings and stuff oh that's a whole that's a whole another seven hours but that's yeah. my next no 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 yeah we won't get into that but that's my next project my next project are you gonna do a film on that i'm already in the process yeah. uh, excellent well i look forward to that yeah that's i'm eventually going to be announcing the fundraiser a teaser trailer all that good stuff uh once again i don't have a nine to five so uh i want to go to again it's really up to the to, to the to the audience the world i know a lot of people like this topic i know a lot of people hit me up like hitler you gotta 
do something, man. You got to make a I'm film sure on this. Nobody's made, film on, <laughs> nobody's made a film on. Nobody's made a film on this. Nobody can. I can't reference our old world and the lies by going to watch something. It's either you got to watch a channel and watch a bunch of small videos. No one's going to do that. They want to film. They want to sit down and go, what are you guys talking about? What is going on with these cathedrals? With Were there giants? What? Nobody knows anything. So I'm trying to put it together, and I got Martin Leakey, Flat Earth British, in this one. I got um, going to Florida for Dr. Narco Longo, who's a, a very uh, highly respected researcher in his field. Um, I, so, and my buddy Johnny Giampapa is going to be assisting me in this film. He'll be in it, in and out of it as well, just helping me out in the field. But again, when I set the fundraiser up, I, I'm going to, as I always do, I do this, the lowest form of budgeting. I don't need a nice hotel guys. I need to sleep, wake up and go film. I don't need some night. Like just give me a room. That's safe. That's it. So I, I do all the math, every hotel, every flight. Cause I want boots on the ground in this film guys, boots on the ground. People talk about these certain cathedrals and buildings and ruins and all this stuff and, and, and what's behind it. And can you look down as it go further down on the ground? It's like, I want to go to these spots and film them myself and figure all this stuff and try to put the pieces together. But again, it's going to be many, many trips, unfortunately. So I'm trying to limit that. I wish I had a tree in my backyard, you know, with money growing and then I don't need anybody. I could just every week I could fly anywhere I want and go film this stuff. But that's not how it works, unfortunately. So I'm going to try to keep the budget low and try to squeeze in as many flights and hotels as I can to at least bring back some stuff to the editing room and go, I got to film now. I got something here. Um, no, no release date on that. Um, but I believe I, I, I will be announcing this on your show, the title of the film. I have not said it yet. I was waiting for my next podcast, but it's all good. Um, it will be called old world order. All right. I like it. That's a good one. Yep. You heard it here first. Well, Sean, I really do appreciate you coming on. I know we, we ran a bit long, but it's a, it's obviously a pretty deep topic, topic and we only scratched the surface. So if people want to go uh, further, the surface, so to speak. So if people want to go further, of course, they can go find your work. Of course, I, I follow you on Rockfin. That's where I watch all your stuff. We know they're not going to censor us there. That's where this show will certainly live as well. Uh, but feel free to let any people know how they can find all your work. What are the best ways to follow you? Yeah, if you're already on Rockfin watching this, just head over to uh, the Rockfin search bar, type in Hibbler Productions. All my films are there. Uh, if you're already on Rockfin, you can see most of them. If you're a subscriber of Rockfin, you'll see all of them. If you're not a subscriber, go subscribe to me. But either way, you'll see them on Rockfin. If you don't have a Rockfin, that's fine. Go to hillaproductions.com. Most of my rentals are like $2. But I got a lot of rabbit holes, not just where we live, guys. It's what they're spraying in our skies, what they're doing to our children, psyops like George Floyd. That was a psyop. If you get offended by that, Go watch the film. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't go break my back, put my ass on the line, and go out there every day to lie to you. That's their job on the telly, okay? That's not my job. My job is to break down investigation and show you truth from a different perspective that you never heard. So you need to go listen to it or go watch it and, and make up your own mind. Again, I'm here to tell you, go to my website and don't believe a fucking word I say. Please don't believe anything in my films. Do not believe it. Watch them process it, investigate it yourself. Pause my film and go, because people have done it. They go, that's bullshit. I go, what? I go, dude, I can't even watch. That's bullshit. I go, really? Look it up right now. Fucking look that shit up right now. Fine. Fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Are you, 
what? I'm like, yeah, hit play, hit play. <laughs> I get it. A lot of things. Oh, bullshit. I'm not lying to you guys. I'm not sitting here trying to lie to you. I will speculate at times. Again, when I say there's more land, that is speculation. Sure, yeah. We can it separate ha- these things. To, it has to be, but with red with multiple red flags and evidence surrounding it and eyewitness testimony multiple times, I could still call it a speculation, but I mean, watch the film guy. You know, as much as you can, watch watch whatever interests you. Go to the website. If you see something. You're like, hey, that looks interesting. Take a look. Maybe I'll impress you and maybe you'll give Level with me and Next Level and Level, the three Flat Earth films, a, a chance because I'm not, I wasn't making these films to be made fun of. Um, uh, and the like versus dislike ratio will always proclaim that 98% of the people fuck with my work. They, uh, you know, it's like, it's good stuff. I, I'm not here to lie. I'm not here to deceive. I'm here to educate. But based on truth, transparency, but with love, there's a difference. Maybe I am trying to reprogram people with truth in the way I do things, but it's from love. It comes from love from our creator. It's not from evil programming like they do with lying and deception and um, manipulation of the mind is what they do. Hypnosis of the mind is how they got us all. We're, we're under a trance. The people wearing two masks are in a deeper trance. Everyone is under hypnosis. I'm just trying to unplug things one rabbit hole at a time for everybody. And hopefully your audience will go check me out, man. But I appreciate you, Mark. Appreciate. um, Yeah, hopefully we'll have a part two. I know. Again, I really feel like we never we didn't scratch the surface when it comes to truth. We could just it gets all it gets all not only just on this. I mean, like I'm really interested in your your the stuff you've done on George Floyd. Uh, I I did watch your Michael Jackson documentary the other day, and I've been I've been a Michael Jackson truther for some time. So there's a lot of lot of areas we can dive into. Oh man, I wish I would have known that. Well, hey man, I didn't know there was many of us anymore. Um, (laughs) Everybody, you go walk in the middle of the street and you say Michael Jackson's name, people are like, "Oh my God, he's a pedophile." No, he's not. It was only a couple weeks ago I was on a podcast proclaiming Jerry Sandusky to also not be a pedophile file. So I'm not afraid of this stuff at all. Uh, Yep. Um, yeah. I used to be yeah, in, a, because, in a place where I was afraid to go into those areas, but now if I think it's true, I'll go there. You know? That's well, it. it's hard to break. I'll, I'll, I'll leave them with this. It's hard to tell someone in modern society, right? I'll call them regular people. Okay. Modern, just normal society. It's hard because if you walk up to them and say, Hey, I have, I have a lot of evidence here that Tom Hanks is a pedophile, but Michael Jackson wasn't. You, you lost all credibility even though that's the truth. It's like sometimes the truth is not believable for people because of how much conditioning they had from so many angles. It's not just TV. It's so many ways they're conditioned. To, they, can't, they can't take new information and switch it off and go, wait a minute, this new information is overrides the shit out of the propaganda I heard my whole life. They don't even want to look into it. And that's the thing. You don't have to. Go to my website, take a look at some rabbit holes that you might like, um, and learn something from, especially 5G towers or chemtrails, whatever you like. I got something on it. And take a look. Take a look at the information. Process it. Research it. Go from there. You got any questions? Email me. As simple as that. I, I will always try to help people out with any questions. Like, I understand it, but I don't understand this. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll help, man. And Mark, thanks for being a, a trooper. And um, Thank hopefully you, we Appreciate can, it. Yeah, we, yeah, hopefully we can link up again, brother. For sure thing, man. Sean, thanks so much for coming on my show. Yes, anytime. All right, friends, are you still with me? Did I lose you? If I didn't lose you, well, then you're someone who can 
hear ideas that you haven't heard before sold to you in an interesting way and not run away crying about it. And that's what I like. Uh, of course, I know this conversation is a very, very controversial one overall. Uh, the conversation about space, space, flat earth, if you will. Uh, but it's a conversation that I'm open to having at this point because I, the whole reason I left a political show was to go into interesting, uh, strange realms, if you will. And this was certainly one of them. Uh, I really do appreciate Sean's work. No matter what you think about flat earth or shape of the earth, as I've said a number of times, the one thing I'm very confident on is that they do fake a lot of this stuff. And uh, especially in his latest uh, level up, I believe is the latest one, especially in that one, uh, Sean goes into great lengths showing a lot of the fakery, a lot of the nonsense uh, coming out of NASA. So whether you think it's nonsense and fakery for a reason of covering up the true shape of the earth, or whether you think it's some other reason. Um, that's an area I think you can sort of decide on your own, but I'm here to, to open up ideas, to uh, expand your mind, to go deeper, if you will. Uh, so this one is exclusively, like I said, on Rockfin. Because we went so long with the main show, uh, I did not stick him around for a, a smoke-filled room because I didn't want to keep him any longer than our, our allotted time. Uh, so I will be doing an extra bonus show. So if you're a paid subscriber, which you should be, don't worry, you're still going to get a bonus show. I'm going to give my own behind-the-scenes thoughts on this particular episode in its own little package just for you guys. So, that being said, until next week, my friends, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.